Hi, I'm Michaela from Columbus, and I would absolutely recommend 3C. Because the accident wasn't my fault, 3C stepped in to handle the other person's insurance company, so I didn't have to do a thing. While they were fixing up my bumper, they actually fixed up a few of the scratches that were there, and now it looks brand new. I would totally recommend 3C to my friends and family, and I have been. <laughs> 3C Potty Shop, the finest in collision repair. This is Ron Washington. Hey, this is David Murphy. Hey, this is Elvis Andrew. This is Jared Sandler, and you're listening to the Ranger Report Podcast. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here's your host, Ben Dieter. All right, welcome everyone. Thank you for checking out the Ranger Report podcast. We keep you entertained, enlightened, and looking cool if you go to therangerreport.com slash shop to check out some of our apparel. And we give you analysis you probably can hear elsewhere, but we thank you that you came to us. Help us grow the podcast by subscribing on your favorite podcast app and telling your friends about us. Word of mouth is the best way to help us grow. Before the start of the 2020 season, I talked about the Rangers' biggest problem. I didn't expect it to be so darn obvious in the first week, though. Let me go off the cuff a little bit here. Normally, I, I, I script everything I'm going to say, but I'm going to go off the cuff a little bit here tonight on this episode after we just finished the series with the San Francisco Giants. Today uh, is Sunday when I'm recording this. We had a little bit of offense, right? But overall, this offense has been dreadful. It's been bad, and we're going to talk about how bad it's been tonight on this podcast. But I want to say that I've been a Rangers fan for a long time, and although I might be trashing them a little bit tonight as far as how they're playing, I'm not trashing them as far as how much I, I like them. I'm just telling you, I'm not a professional journalist. I am. I do this amateurly. Is that a, is that a word? Amateurly, and uh, you know, I'm proud to be a Rangers fan, and I'll watch all the games, whether it's 60 or 162, no matter how the team is playing. But you got to be critical when they're bad, and you can be excited when they're good, like we were 2010 through about 2016 or so when they were doing really good, went to a couple World Series and all that. So I just want to say before I get into all this tonight that I'm not being critical for the sake of being critical. I just think when they're playing bad, it's something that we're going to have to talk about. And when they're playing good, I can't wait to have that as something to talk about. So let's look. How is their offense this year? Well, they have zero consistency. Let's take a little bit of a look at it, shall we? Week in review. They are last in the American League, are you ready for this, in hits, home runs, RBI, total bases. They're last in average. They're last in on-base percentage. And they're not last in slugging. But they're last in all those other things that I just said. Last, last, last. Um, They've also walked the least, I believe. No, they have not, I'm sorry. They've walked close to the least. And they have not struck out the most, which I'm pretty happy about. And they have stolen the most bases, so there is a little bit of positive. But overall, they've not been good, right? Their offense has been really stagnant. Uh, 
And I know on Sunday they played really well against the Giants, uh, but you know it, the the second half of the game after Samarja was out of the game, they played a whole lot better. It just seems to me that they have several players, and all they're trying to do is hit the rafters with every single swing, and then players that couldn't hit a watermelon on a tee, and then players that just look like they're way out of sync, like Danny Santana, who now is on the ten day injured list. The real shame of the first four games of the season was the fact that the Rangers had pitched so well. Lance Lynn, Mike Miner, um, Palumbo, you know, and then uh, Gibson all pitched pretty good games there at home. With the exception, of course, of Corey Kluber, who didn't last past one inning. The rotation and the pen both looked really good for those first four games. And then uh, the pitching really struggled against Arizona and then really struggled in San Francisco. They seemed to have lost their way in San Francisco. Still, though, on in pitching their middle of the pack, um, they're not way down in pitching at the bottom. They're not up in the top tier. They are way, uh, way right there in the middle where you don't want to be super, super average with a 4.13 ERA. They've got to be able to pitch better. They've got to be able to hit better if they're going to be successful this season. Of course, they have a chance to do that, but, you know, they've got to be able to do all that. And right now, I'm just not seeing it as course as you guys know that listen to this podcast. I predicted 29 wins on the season, and I'm starting to doubt myself on that prediction. On the other side of that, though, I did have them splitting with Arizona and taking one of three from San Francisco, so they're right on track with where I had them for those 29 wins, but Oakland is who we knew Oakland would be. The Angels aren't looking all that terrible. The Astros are going to be good. I don't know in the West where they're going to get their wins to make it to 29. I think I may have overestimated that. Hopefully, I'm wrong, and hopefully I did not overestimate that. Hopefully, they'll get 29, 30, 31, somewhere in that area. I even had a friend on Twitter tell me he thought they could get to 35 wins. I hope he's right. When we talk about COVID and people being sick, the Miami Marlins did not follow MLB protocol, and now over half that team is infected with COVID-19. They're not playing any games right now. They're supposed to get back on track this coming week. Um, Commissioner Rob Manfred has threatened to cancel the season, even though the majority of the positive tests has been one team. I know St. Louis now has at least one player who's tested positive, and of course Matt Hicks in the Rangers uh, radio broadcast has contracted the virus, and then Eric Nadell sat this weekend out just for safety to not uh, be exposed to anything. So I really hope that the season does not get canceled. All right, let's look at some uh, injury stuff from this past week. The Rangers had two pitchers with almost the same shoulder injury in Corey Kluber and, of course, the closer. And then, of course, Danny Santana and Rugnet Odor now are also injured, although not sure how long Rugnet is going to be out. Danny's on the 10-day injured list. So that begs the question of prep time. Was summer camp too short? Did the players not have enough time to get their bodies ready to play? You know, hockey and basketball are back now as well. And we're kind of wondering how they're going to fare with all this, right? How is hockey and basketball going to handle this? Well, they've quarantined themselves basically to play the playoffs. They've already played a lot of a season, not all of it, but they've already gotten through a lot of their season before all this went down. So it's a lot different than what baseball is going to go through. It would almost be impossible for the MLB to play inside of a similar bubble. There's just too many people, too many things going on. It's a lot different sport than basketball and hockey. People are still going to get the virus, guys. You know, we need the distraction. We need schools to start back up like they're going to. 
We need to protect the elderly and the immune compromised, right? That's why there's no fans at the park. But if these players will play it safe and play it smart, I think they have a good chance of finishing out the 60-game season the way that it is going right now if these guys can be smart and if they can play decently and uh, follow a couple of rules. I wouldn't think it would be that hard to follow a couple of rules, although I know when you have millions of dollars and you're told to just sit in your hotel room and do nothing, it's probably difficult, but you don't want to turn in to the Miami Marlins. This is going to be a historic season, no matter how far into it we wind up getting. And the healthiest team is probably going to be the one that's there at the end to win it all. The Rangers, although not with COVID-19, are already having injuries and slump issues on their team. If the Rangers could start hitting like they did on Sunday against the Giants, then they can start having a better chance of uh, being there late in the season. They sit at 3-5 and five after the first week of the season. Can we expect better going forward? I don't really know. It's been a disaster for the most part on the offensive side of the ball, as we covered earlier in this podcast. And uh, the pitching side started well and has not done so well since the first few games. Now that they're on the road, I guess we will look and see uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, how things go in Oakland. Coming up after the break, we'll look at the top 10 positives from the first eight games, just so we can take a break from all the negatives we talked about here in the first segment on the podcast. Uh, Go visit the shop on our website, and if you would like to co-host one of these podcasts, we'd love to have you, like we had Jeff last week. Email me, ben, at therangerreport.com, or leave us a message on Facebook, Twitter, or anywhere else you find The Ranger Report, and uh, we'll discuss it with you. Thanks for listening to The Ranger Report Podcast. We'll be back right after this. Hey guys, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions like how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into the apps all the people like to listen to? And how do I make money from my podcast? Well, the answer to every one of these questions is really simple. It's called Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and extremely easy to use. And now... Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I've been using Anchor now for, oh, almost a year, and I really enjoy it. It's a lot easier than any of the other podcast apps I've ever tried. And again, it's free, guys. It really is free. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, So if you want to get started on a podcast and making money doing it, then go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Anchor, the best way to podcast. Number six. Welcome back to the Ranger Report Podcast. Thank you again for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the first segment. Let's get into what we have to talk about in the second segment. We are going to go into the top 10 
positives from the first eight games of the season. There haven't been a lot, obviously, but there are some, and I decided I wanted to highlight them this week because, well, it was kind of a rough week for Rangers fans. Was not the greatest week that we've seen as fans, of course. They did not play their best, but they still can. So let's look at the top 10 things Top 10 that we saw from week one of the 2020 60 game Rangers baseball season. Number 10. Number 10. Thank you there, Daniel Sutherland. Joey Gallo on Sunday. Okay. If Joey Gallo is starting to get his swing down, which it looked like he might have been on Sunday, this is going to be a great thing for the Texas Rangers. Not just blasting home runs, but walking and getting base hits as well. This is something that we all have needed to see from Joey Gallo. Uh, We've wanted to see for a long time, hopefully. Number six. He can turn into the guy that we all wanted him to be from the beginning of the season. Should be fantastic if this can happen. Hopefully, it will. So I think he was the number 10 thing that we had that was a positive from week one. Number nine. Number nine, the pitching in the new ballpark. The pitching looked great while the Rangers were at home. It was really a fantastic week of pitching there at uh, Globe Life Field. Lance Lynn, of course, looked incredible. Mike Miner looked good. Uh, well, Corey Kluber, not so much because he only pitched one inning. But Palumbo came in and didn't look awful. They looked decent uh, in, in that series, pitching-wise. Hopefully they can continue to look decent pitching, but they did not so far on the road. But we're here to talk about positives So the pitching at Globe Life Field so far has looked really good for the Texas Rangers. Number eight. All right, health from the COVID-19 perspective. As we saw what happened to the Marlins a little bit in St. Louis and a few other places, the Rangers have not seemed to fall victim to the COVID-19 virus. Of course, they do have other injuries, but at least we have not seen them fall victim to the COVID-19 virus, and that is a good thing in my humble opinion. Number six. Kobe Allard is my number six. Kobe pitched a good game today, and it's Colby. I know I'm saying it sounds like Kobe, but I'm saying Colby Allard pitched a very good game today. He left only giving up one run, and uh, I thought he did a great job. I really did. I thought he pitched well. I thought he was composed, and I really enjoyed watching him. It's been fun to watch some of these young guys get in there and do their job, which leads me to number six. Number five. And that is seeing the young guys come in and do their job. Watching guys, you know, that we've seen come in that we're not supposed to be here yet, like Garcia and uh, the other ones we've seen, Leody Tavares, who played just barely before he got sent back down. But in a season like this, shortened with a 30-man roster, it's really exciting to be able to see some of these young guys get in there and get some playing time at the major league level, hopefully They can continue doing that throughout the season, and the Rangers can also continue winning. Number five. All right, number five is Nick Solak. Nick Solak has impressed me this season, playing multiple positions and just being a a pretty good team player all the way around. He seems to be good wherever they put him defensively. He seems to be hitting the ball decently and seeing the ball pretty well. So I've enjoyed watching uh, Nick Solak and what he's been doing. Number four. I'm going to put Jeff Mathis in there, too, at number four. Jeff Mathis, um, 
started the season decently, and he seems to be catching very well, seems to be good for uh, some of the pitchers. He is a veteran who's been around for a long time. He has not been that great at the plate for us, but so far this year he's done a lot better, and he seems to be catching really well. Uh, Some of those people, I wouldn't be surprised if only he caught Mike Miner going forward after what happened the uh, the last time that Mike Miner was caught by Robbie. And so we'll see what happens. But Jeff Mathis, I've been more impressed with him than I thought I would be at this point of the season. Number three. All right, my number three thing is not being the Miami Marlins. We have not had a team that has tested at least 16 or 17 guys with COVID like the Miami Marlins have. So apparently the Rangers have been smarter about when they what they do, staying in their hotel rooms, doing what they're supposed to do, it's a good thing that they are not sitting there and dragging in all of this uh, COVID-19 stuff into themselves. So that is my number three thing. Number two. Number two, the Rugnado-Dor injury does not seem to be all that serious. Uh, We expect him back this week at some point. Um, Same thing, Danny Santana's on the 10-day IL, but they don't even think Rugi's going to have to go on the IL, which is a good thing. Even if you don't like him all that much, he is not terrible. He had a good spring and summer camp, and I think that will translate into the season if he can get his uh, his health in order, and it sounded like he wasn't really hurt that bad, and they expect him to be able to play pretty quickly from whatever happened to him in Saturday's game. Number one. And if you watched any Rangers baseball at all during this season, you can probably guess what my number one thing is going to be, and that is Lance Lynn, guys. Lance Lynn has pitched so good at the beginning of the season, ERA of zero. He was given that opening day starter position, and he has honestly looked like an ace. He has played so well. He has pitched so well. He's looked like a workhorse. He's gone out there and done his job, and I have been super, super impressed with the way that Lance Lynn has started this season. He's obviously not going to finish the season with a zero ERA, and if he does, well, he'll be the greatest pitcher ever. But the way he's been pitching so far has just been a joy to watch. That has been the one thing this season that I can say has been a true joy to look at. Um, Just, you know, amazing to watch the way that he has tackled hitters and the way that he has played the game in the year of 2020. He has been the huge bright spot in the Texas Rangers organization so far for this uh, year, I mean, by far, in my opinion. And that is this week's Top 10. All right, moving forward, let's look ahead to next week. The Rangers face Oakland Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Of course, they're off today. 810, 810, and 240 are the times on those games. Um... Oakland has been playing so good, like we expected them to. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Rangers go 1-2 and two or 0-3 oh in this series. I hope that I am wrong, but I would not be totally surprised if that were the case. Then they will have the Los Angeles Angels back here at Globe Life Field. So that will be their next six games that they play, three at Oakland and three uh, in Arlington against LA. Be sure to follow us on uh, Instagram. We've been posting uh, daily lineups as well as news and other interesting pictures on there. So if you don't follow the Ranger Report at Instagram, be sure to follow us there. And of course, you can check out our podcast through Spotify there on Instagram as well. They have a way that we can link that there. So go check that out. But yeah, three against Oakland, three against LA. I'd love for them to wind up two and four out of that is what I think is going to happen. But I'd be thrilled with 3-3 three and three if they can pull that out out of that season. 
out of that series. That is about all we had for this week. A little bit of a shorter podcast as we've started the season. Nobody to interview this week, but I hope next week to have a couple of people to talk to. I think we're going to have another uh, another one of you guys that's going to come on and join the podcast next week if I can I can talk him into it. And then uh, we'll try to speak to either Jess, Jeff Wilson or Chris Halleck coming up to next week just to get the uh, one of the professional writers opinions of how the season is uh, shaping up so far after at that point it will be after two weeks of a baseball season uh thank you for listening this week thank you for joining us uh, again always remember email me ben at the rangerreport.com check us out on twitter facebook instagram and anywhere else you want to find us and we will talk to you guys next week here on the ranger report podcast Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.